This week's podcast brought to you by Switzerland. You and I know Mike and Christine Golick as two very funny people on Twitter who like to give each other a hard time, and uh, we run into them sometimes around the Farmington Valley, but when we were thinking of the people that we would like to have as guests on our podcast, they were the first people that came to mind because they're just entertaining, fun, seem to have a really uh, interesting marriage, and we were surprised, to say the least, when they agreed to be guests on our podcast. Surprised and somewhat confused. Mike talks into a microphone four hours a day in a state-of-the-art studio to a vast audience on ESPN. Why on earth would he and Christine come to our less-than-state-of-the-art basement, sit next to the Barbie dream house, talk to a less-than-vast audience into our tin cans? And not only did they come to our house, they brought a plate full of cookies, and when we were done recording the podcast, Mike went and changed our air filter that Apparently, according to him, it's supposed to be changed every six months, and we have not changed it in the 14 years we've lived in our house. He was genuinely, sincerely concerned about the, quote, airborne spores that might be (laughs) in our house. And so he got literally onto his hands and knees for 20 minutes to change that air filter. As he was doing it, Christine said, this looks like a two-man job. And I said to her, if only we had another man. (laughs) Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. How'd you guys decide to do this? Well, we... Same way we got the dog. <laughs> well, as you know, because you guys interact a bunch on Twitter. <laughs> right. So, so, so we interact on Twitter, especially when I'm traveling. Sometimes right. I honestly find out what's going on with the kids by a tweet that Steve will send out. Right. So people had said like to us... Like when you couldn't find, the, someone couldn't find their shoes. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm, I'm <clears throat> flying to Minnesota during right. WNBA playoffs, and he's texting me to where find are out the shoes? where are the shoes and the shin yeah. guards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so people w- w- would say to us, you know, you guys should do a podcast. Uh-huh. And, um, and we said, you know what, if it means we could actually talk to one another How about for an hour it? Yeah. a week yeah. right. without the kids yeah. around, then uh, <coughs> we'll do that. So, so we did that. And when we, when we started the podcast, it was about two months ago now, uh-huh. we said, well, will we ever have guests on? And I said, well, if we have guests, it has to be interesting couples. I said, the, like, the because perfect... Because it's all based on couple. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. talking about interaction. So right. who would be the perfect couple to have on? Oh, we're going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> Who's close by? Uh, available. <laughs> we said, uh, let's, let's ask the Golics. And I said, well, the only way they'll do it is if Mike loses a bet to me. But um, he won't bet me anymore. No. I will not it's bet so you anymore. Fun. Even when you tweet, uh, tweeted that, 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 oh, maybe you should have bet. I'm like, hell no. It's <laughs> the beginning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> have you made any bets? No, 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 no. And I should have bet Jamel and, and Magic again because right. Notre Dame beat the shit out of Michigan State. So I could have got some payback there, but no, I'm done. You're done, buddy. Done. I'm done you painting me and eating hot <laughs> stuff. And Male cheerleader. <laughs> I think what Mike actually said when you asked him was, talk to Chris. No, Listen. No, so I, I texted you and said, would right. you be willing to be on the podcast? Oh, right. And your response was, I don't do my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my That's response mean. to everything else. That's exactly yeah. right. I got to ask the boss. I mean, yeah. Uh, See, they're smart. They've got to figure it out. As I said, I learned in year one. I said, I, I'm done making decisions. I said, because it's easier if she makes the decisions, and if something goes wrong, it's not my fault. Well, how did you guys meet in the first place? I was at St. Mary's. He was at Notre Dame. It was the first day of school, freshman year, and we, a bunch of friends of mine were walking to the freshman mixer, Yeah. and we walked past his dorm, and a group of friends of his walked out with him. We mer- kind of merged into a group. Yep. And Literally ran into one, one another. another. Were you a freshman as well? I was yeah. freshman too. We were all going to the dance, and our group, her group of girls, and my group of guys, kind of walked into one another. So we walked over there, and yeah, we were we became friends then, and started dating senior year. Yeah. yeah. My sister went to St. Mary's and met her husband, who was at Notre Dame. Her now husband 
the night before Catholics versus convicts. Really? Really? Okay. That's a great little uh, that is. nugget. Yeah. That is. We don't have anything like that. No, we don't. No. We don't. No. We don't. But that was that was it's a cool it was a cool way to meet, yeah. obviously. And who knew that this would you know it would turn out. You were friends for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I go through my, you know, college yeah. Years, you that's know. the nice way of putting it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had yeah. some growing up to do yeah. before. <laughs> you know, I had some friends. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then, how long did you date before you guys got engaged? Well, we started dating in the beginning of senior year, mm -hmm. and we got engaged in '85. '85. '85. '86. '86 because we got married yeah. in '87. Yeah. In in the worst engagement of all time. So. Go the, ahead. So I'm very bad at just keeping, keeping a secret. Keeping a, a secret. So I was coming into town, and I knew I was going to get 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 engaged. But you had already her. told me I, he got the ring, and he called me on the phone. He's like, "I got the ring. Do you want to know what it looks like?" It's like, <laughs> "Come on!" He did. I'm like, "I guess so. Sure." <laughs> so he he proceeded to tell me what. So it I landed. Like. So she knew I had I, the I, ring, yeah. and we were going right from the airport to a concert. A Jack Wagner concert. Jack Wagner, Michael but, Stanley. Concert. But we didn't care about Jack Wagner so much. The opener was Michael Stanley, who I'd known from Cleveland. They're a Cleveland band, and, and I knew a lot of them, so we were going to go there. But you know, I had the ring. So it was like, okay, just ask me to marry you. Yeah. Let's get this over with. We, I know you got the ring. So everybody's yeah. got those great stories. And like... I was just horrible. I was horrible. So I was in the car in the parking lot at the Horizon, right? Or wherever the hell it Whatever. was. Whatever. Uh, Rosemont Horizon. Rosemont it was Horizon. Then. Yeah. And asked her to marry me and gave her the ring in the car. We went in, watched Michael Stanley, for and a left. Short time and for left. a short time and yeah. left. How did you guys get engaged? When you told her you had the ring, had you even, like, had you yet asked her if she would say yes at some point? I think, I think she pretty much of, knew. Yeah. Yeah. She pretty much, we pretty much. Yeah. Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of, I was horrible at it. Are you still? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Christmas coming up, like, are you good at keeping? We're, we're, we were we were, we're just, just talking, talking about, about that, you know, for for a lot of years. Let's just say that that Chris and and my daughter, for that matter, pretty much, if they see something they like, they get it. So there, there's not a whole lot to uh, surprise her with. So we decided years ago, we we're just like, you know, well, we'll get the kids stuff, but we're not getting yeah. each other stuff anymore. You know, if we see something during the year that oh that person will like, we just get it. Get for it, them. right? But do you, you know? do you stick to that? Because Rebecca will say, "Don't get me anything this year." And if you don't get her <clears> anything, that's that's worse than. And no, 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 that's not true. I'm completely true. fine with you not getting me anything, but I always get you something thoughtful, and so I'm fine because I know you're not. We've talked about this on our podcast before. Steve's just a terrible gift giver. He's uh -huh. never been a good. So you tell him not to get you anything, but you, you still get I'll him still, something because I'll see something and I'll and I'll think. Oh, that would be... That would so be do you nice get it, like, during the year and save it? It's usually closer to Christmas. I'll find something and... and um... She saw something online, a pair of shoes that she wanted. Right. Told me nice. this last week, I want these. Order I them. forwarded him the email. I said, just get me these for Christmas. So I went to order them, and they were a variety of colors. So I went into the garage. She was vacuuming out the car. What color do you want? Wait, and she said, I was forget it. I, forget it. I'll just get it myself. And that's what that's kind of what was tending to happen with us, and that's why we just said... Let's not do this. Like, yeah, I, actually, my, my son on his show, he kind of said it the the right way. Getting something thoughtful, he goes, I like it better when it just happens. I don't like when there's a the deadline. deadline. Right. Like, With I got to find something. The, I got to find yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, Rebecca. You and I go way back, and I love you dearly, but that's awful on him. You tell him he doesn't have to get you anything, but you still get him something. So that puts pressure, pressure on, him. on him to have to do something. But if you knew him well enough, you knew he wouldn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't bother him at all. <laughs> I just see something. I'm like, this would be a really thoughtful thing to do. You know, like he he had a book come out this past summer, so right. I got I got the image, or even before that, I think that was cover, last year's Christmas poster, present. Yeah. I got the image they were going to put on the cover of the book that it wasn't going to come out for six months. I've got it framed and gave that to him for a present just because right. it made me feel good. It was right. a thoughtful gift I knew he would like. I know there's no chance he's going to give me something that thoughtful in return, but I don't. <laughs> wow. I like now though the. I don't like deadlines, excuse, for right. not yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. For a man whose job every week is a deadline. deadline. Right. So, so, so what's the last, oh boy, I'm sorry I'm even asking something. What's the last, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes now, thoughtful gift you bought her? What is the last thoughtful <laughs> gift? It, it, it might also be the first thoughtful gift. <laughs> her, but, um, she, you should tell me. There's so many of them. Um, that's terrible. I can't think of something that, that 
I, I literally now I plant ideas. Like right. if Mother's Day is coming, I'll tell one of the kids to let daddy know that I need a new waffle maker. Or let daddy know that I need this. But do you think it's a guy even... thing? Because like, I, as you're saying that, like a thoughtful gift. I mean, I can't think of some, you get me things that like I would like, but it's not like, you know how you said you got the book cover made where it's, yeah. I don't think you've ever done that for well, me. Well, no, I don't think I have. No. <laughs> but it's not necessarily because we, we, we've talked about this. My sister-in-law she and her husband have a, um, a a cabin on the lake in northern Minnesota. Okay. And he, she once was telling him, um, you know, they look out on the lake, I wish I could see this view every day. So for Christmas, he got a webcam, he installed it at their cabin. So anytime she's home and wants to see that view, she can open up her computer and see that view. All right, that's pretty cool. That's, that's, that's a thoughtful nice. gift, right? Yeah. He yeah. heard something she said. I never right. thought of that. And, uh, yeah. 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 But, Maybe but, some guys aren't wired that way, perhaps? Well, we both work out of the home, so the view that you want to see every day, you get to see. <laughs> Good comeback right there. Good effort out of your part right there. <laughs> so, Didn't you have some intelligence about Mother's Day gifts, though, that... Uh, well, yes. Well, I'll go back to because we were talking about Mother's Day gifts. I for a, for about a ten or eleven year span, I got the most unbelievably thoughtful Mother's Day gifts. Okay. And it was because we had a babysitter, and she was here all the time, so she would get the kids to make different things with pictures, homemade right. stuff. Right. Ever since our kids got to the age now where we don't have a babysitter anymore, I get you know the waffle iron. Or right. Right. But I was supposed to ask you about uh, a terrible Mother's Day gift that your kids gave to you at one point. It's yeah. not a terrible gift. When Sharper Image used to be in Avon on the main drag there, he took the kids and they went the up boys. to... The boys. It was just the boys. Just the boys, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was mistake number one. Um, up to... Uh, shop for me yeah and they stumbled across a massage chair and you know it's okay but it's not like what you think of for like a mother's day gift you know like thoughtful like it's but what do you mean how do you but they all sat in it and fell in love with it so they said this is the perfect gift for mom and I, I, I guess, do you think of a massage chair for like a Mother's Day gift? I don't. No, I think of it more as a, a, a gift for them themselves. It's exactly. I, I do give those gifts. Like when Homer Simpson gave Marge a bowling ball inscribed Homer, <laughs> I, 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 I do like those gifts where you sat That's in that chair for two was. hours at yes, Chapters, right? But they had to close the store and said, well, you've yes. got to buy it all, or get out of the we, chair. We yes. all took turns in the chair. But my thought was, I mean, I, I, I still disagree with you. If you have a tough day or a stressful day, it's not like you can't go sit in a chair. And how relaxing is a massage chair? So I never understood. Just because you came one, home one time and I was in my underwear in the massage oh, yeah. chair. I mean, he has spent I mean, hours in yeah, that chair. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, but, but I mean, how do you not... When, when we go out somewhere, travel, and we stay in a nice spot, you go to the, the spa. We like the spa. We like getting a spa treatment. But a spa treatment is different than a massage No, chair. no, no. I, I get that. I can't offer you a spa treatment in the home, even though, you know, I have given you a massage you know, time after time. Yeah. That could be a different podcast. <laughs> um, but I, I can't give you a, a spa at home, but there's a massage chair. I, I To this day... Damn it, I think it's a good gift. I do too. Do you still have the chair? We yes. Do. Oh, we yeah. Do. He's in it all the time. <laughs> and the first thing she said was, put it up in the boys' room. It's not going in our room yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So, and it's up yeah. there, and the boys' room is completely empty now because they've moved out. <clears throat> yeah. And all that's up there basically is that massage chair and a few miscellaneous things. So and me every now and then. And a television. I'll go up. up there with a TV or my iPad okay. and watch Netflix and sit. <laughs> sit yeah. 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 When I was a kid, yeah. my dad, my mom was a homemaker. She worked, you know, had five kids, raising five kids. My dad worked 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 3 a.m. And my mom, just to get out of the house, would go to the health club 10 miles away and walk on the treadmill. And my dad, I don't know if it was Mother's Day, Christmas, but he came home one day and said, I got you a treadmill. Put it in the basement. Problem solved. You don't have to drive across town anymore. You don't have to ever leave the house, right? (laughs) And my mom so resented that treadmill that it instantly became... A place where you dried clothes, right. or sure. you hung stuff over the treadmill. Right. So, and I don't think my dad ever walked on it either. But, but I get his thought. But her thought obviously was, I want to get away from the house right. for a while. Right. Yeah. And, right. and he didn't. It, it, so I think it is that men don't really. But yeah. here's the thing. I mean, the chair would have been. Re- it's not like I bought you a vacuum. No, no, no. You know? no I, mean, I never, I never. 
claimed that you did. Okay. But it just isn't you sure had your fun destroying me on air for it, though. Hey, it's not my show. You brought it up. Because oh, I thought it was a good gift. Note to self, return the pet hair vacuum. That yeah. <laughs> but also, Rebecca asked for it. She wants an apple corer. I mean, really? Sometimes I it's an apple those. peeler and corer. Cor I was making an yes. apple pie with the kids for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and it, it broke. Right. So that's a simple but if, thing. If Just I give got... me the apple peeler. It's like. But do you? I mean, are you suggesting that to him for a gift? Yes, this is what it's come to. to? Yes, like okay. if there's just something I need, and it's more that I just don't want to spend the 45 minutes to an hour to go to the store and get it. So what he's really giving me is an hour of time. Right. right if he goes and gets me and that gets gift. it for. Or you could use Amazon Prime. Or he could use Amazon Prime. I, you, the Amazon Prime is in your name, so I can't use it. <laughs> Steve, I, I've actually, it took me a while, but I've actually figured out how I, you can use it now. You can? Yeah. I, it's off her PayPal, which I have to ask for the password all the time because I keep forgetting. But, you know, the gifts go through stages because you guys aren't far out of the stage where, like you said, they make stuff for you. Then it was easy because the kids would make stuff and give it to you. And there's nothing better than your kid right, making, making something to give right. it to you. But then it's at a stage, and it sounds like you might be there now where they're not making anything anymore, but they can't go out and get it anymore. So it's give them ideas to give to dad. So you're right. kind of in that area until, and then the next one is when they get older, when they're actually on the hook to go out and get something themselves for you and they can drive and start to do all that. And right. that's, that's kind of where we are now mm -hmm. with the kids and it gets pretty interesting. And it's hard too, because there's, from, for the most part, if I want something, I can go get it. Right. Exactly. I right. can go get it. It's not like when I was a kid and, no. gosh, I want that pair of shoes, but I can't afford that right. pair of basketball right. sneakers. Right. Now, if there's something I want, I, I can go get it. So all I, all I want is more time. So go get me the things that will make it We've easier We've talked about this before. Too. You asked for an hour of taking the kids out of the house on a Saturday. I took them out of the house for like an this hour and 20 Mother's minutes. Day. Okay. I took them. I went beyond the call of duty. They were gone for 90 minutes. <laughs> But, uh, he didn't set that timer yeah, that day. No. Yeah. yeah, right. It was, it was like the microwave ticking yeah. down. Uh, but this is, I, I should warn my, my brother John, who went to Notre Dame, played hockey there, that I'm spoiling his Christmas present to his wife if he's listening because he texted me this morning. I mentioned you guys were going to be here, and he said, ask Golick what I should get Stephanie for Christmas because all I have right now are PJs. And I texted him back. I said, what's wrong with a pair of PJs? He said, no, no, I just have a pair of pants, the PJ pants. So um, I feel like at least my gift to you is better better than a than half pair, of a pair of pair PJs. Yeah. <laughs> so you've gotten her a gift already? I have, yeah. And she know, but she knows what it is. Unless she's been in the attic, in which case she already knows what it is. Oh wow! Was it a thoughtful gift? Well, you ordered it. <laughs> oh, it was the shoes. Oh well, yeah. That doesn't count. You're getting hard to defend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, I, I got this email. I was like, oh, these are really good looking shoes. Mm -hmm. But so I know Steve will have no idea what to get me. So I forwarded him the email. All right, it's out of my brain. That saves me 10 minutes where right. I don't have to order them. But then it becomes a process. He, he says to me, I look for the shoes. They come in a few different colors. Okay, now it's now become my Back problem to you, again. Yeah. Just the color that was, in the, that was shown in the picture. But it comes in two different blacks. Three. And then... Three. And then and then it was and then now they've got me in a in lottery. So then he, he gets the shoes, but then later on tells me about how long it took him to get the shoes. So by the time he's told me this story, there goes the ten minutes that right, I, right. I would have saved. I wanted you by to know the, the lengths the I went through. What you went He was thoughtful about it. Yeah. Oh, you sacrificed so much. And, and the kids got you a present as well, so Well, I, I think they all made something at school too. Okay. So that's what I'm most eager to uh most eager to see. See, I was running around this morning. I've, I've got a really thoughtful present for him this year. You do. I'm planting that seed. And it's not an expensive present, but it's thoughtful. And so I, that's what I'm looking forward to on Christmas, not what I'm... You're right. really big on the thoughtful things. You, 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 you are big with that, huh? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fun, no? Oh, no. It, we, there's nothing better when you think of a great present for somebody. Yes. Like, yeah. we, we have a family that we're close to, and one year I came up with a really good idea for one of the kids, and I couldn't wait for him to see it. Like, right. it doesn't matter who it is, but if you come up with that gift where you feel like you nailed it, there's, like, nothing better than, than that. That's And that's I thought sure. I nailed it with a massage chair. Well, I'm going to go back to the proposal, because when you proposed... Was the ring, did you at least like open the, yes. open the yes. box and yes. show her the uh -huh. ring? Yes. It was a ring she basically, did, did you basically? I had no, no, no input. You picked it out. And I did well, right? Yep. Oh, you, th right that really didn't sound like a very, you know, that, did, that didn't sound like a great yep. Yeah, I loved it because it was from you. Is it what I would have picked? Maybe not. And there we have it. 30 years later, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Does it still look the same or have you done something? Oh. I haven't done anything to it, but I, I don't, I don't wear it because I wear it. <laughs>
because she doesn't know where it is. No, I know exactly where it is. And but... and this wasn't the no- regular ring, right? It was a different ring. No, that it, she... it basically started out the same. It got enhanced every. She basically took what years. I gave her and morphed it and made it into what she wanted. Yeah, she did the same with you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Touche. Uh-huh. Where, where is the engagement ring? Do it's, you in even, my, it's in my drawer. Like if we went home right now, you could, I could you, find it immediately. You yes. could? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you still had it. Yes. Yeah, I thought you melted it down to make whatever you have no, on your hand now. No. Do you melt it down? Is that what you do? With no, the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think if there's a diamond. No, you don't want to melt down So I did, I did pick it. If I remember. You was, picked it out. Was it pear shape? No, it was uh, marquee shape. Yeah. yeah. Mark, mar- marquee, <laughs> He didn't know what he picked out. It was a good cut and color. I'll tell you that much. So they said, right? When Steve proposed to me, which he did on his birthday, just so that he would remember the date, because he's still a smart man. Wow. Still, April 12th is our wedding anniversary, and sometimes we'll be watching something, and they'll say something about April 13th, and they'll say, hey, April 13th. I'll say, that's not our anniversary. One day. But but when he proposed to me, we're in Central Park. We're living in New York, and... And I was, we were kind of had a blanket out, and maybe we'd had lunch there, had a little picnic. And I'm, I'm laying down, you know, just the sun's coming down. Right. And Steve gets on his knee to propose. So. Well, you were still lying down. On your right. Right. So as you like to say, it looked, <laughs> it looked like, like I was giving CPR. <laughs> <laughs> but what he did, he when he proposed, he handed me a. The, the ring was in the ring box. The ring box was in another box, which was wrapped. Okay. And so when he proposed, he handed me the wrapped well, ring why, box. Why would they wrap it at the store if they didn't want you to... They wanted me to unwrap it? I already know well, what it looks like. Yeah. Why well, would they wrap it? At least you know I, it didn't matter what the ring looked like because it took me three layers to get to the ring after right. I had already said it. It was yes. the presentation. She never yes. removed her shades during the whole, through the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure you sat up? No, I definitely but, but sat she, up. It was my birthday. She had given me a, a throwback Kirby Puckett Twins jersey, which I put on for the proposal. And we were flying to London that night. And I didn't know if I took a ring through security, if the guy would say, like, what's this? Or if you could see it on the x-ray machine or whatever. And I also wanted to uh, make sure that, you know, I wasn't taking your mom and dad's daughter away to another country without being an honest man so so you were thinking about proposing in another country i was yeah which i'm not i'm not sure why what the thought there was but but then i realized if i proposed in new york we would be back to this place again did you know it was gonna happen no so he did surprise you yes he surprised me and i was pleasantly surprised because not only by the proposal but he told me later that he did call my dad and ask his permission oh, okay and i didn't think that that's something steve would just think of right see that's a good move i did that i was actually playing with the oilers in houston when when i wanted to propose and her dad her dad he passed away a few years ago her dad and i were very close we hung out a lot we fished a lot together and such so he was down in Houston with me, and we were hammered. And when I said I was going to ask, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to ask, you know, Chris to marry me, I oh, we were, yeah, we were lit pretty bad. <laughs> but it, it all you worked out pretty well. No, no, I wasn't. Um, during the once we, we I proposed and we're going through the, the marriage stuff, I, I, I probably had a bad move on my part the night we had to meet the priest. I was again out with her father and and. I met her where we were supposed to meet the priest and I walked up. She was at the door where we were supposed to meet the priest and I walked up and she's like, you're, she's like, you're hammered. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a little drunk right now. Yeah, that uh, yeah. It was your dad's fault. But her dad remembered the day after you said you were going to marry, you both remembered? Oh, yeah, yeah, we remember. We, we uh, yeah, yeah, we, we've hung out a lot. We, we shared more than a few uh, uh, drinks together and such. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that was, so I did, rem- I did want to do that as well. So, and you know, our son Jake was married this past July and he did the same thing uh, without telling his, his future wife, then, Jenny, she ran track at Notre Dame when he was playing football there. Uh, he went and told, uh, asked her father, same way. By oh, getting and, uh, hammered with him first? Uh, they didn't get, they did not get hammered first. Uh-huh. He was just at, at his house and, uh, and asked him. And so I thought that was cool. You know, I, th- I think that's something that, that's good to do. I think that certainly can help the relationship of the in-laws. How would you feel if Sydney got engaged and the guy didn't ask your permission first? Well, Sid- Sydney will, will never get engaged. I don't, I don't, I, Rebecca, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean. You could have ended the question with, how would you feel if Sydney got engaged? Yeah, I would be, I would be a little bummed. I, I would hope that, that the guy would 
at the at that time know our family enough to know how close we all are and to and to you know not only probably ask me but talk to the brothers as talk to Jake and Mike as well. So yeah, if if he didn't, I would be a little a little turned off by that. Would you? If if Sydney, whoever married Sydney, if they didn't ask me or or you know I talked yeah, to yeah I think yeah. I think it's kind of important yeah but also yeah. also ask the brothers permission yeah yeah I I again I think if, if whoever she's going to marry hopefully we'll get to know them enough to where he that person would tell them as well you know I mean, you know because they're like the protectors of her which she hates would by it the require way. a two thirds majority to <laughs> yeah I we probably, vote on a lot of things yeah, yeah. we do <laughs> vote on a lot of things yeah yeah exactly so that that'll be very interesting we're uh, we're in the middle of our kids playing sports and so we run the gamut our oldest is still in is only in eighth grade and our youngest has just started being in second grade oh my god you guys have already lived it and i wanted to know what the experience is like for you because we're talking one night to coach oriama and his wife and, and kathy was telling us that when their son michael was playing basketball i think this was middle school or high school there were games where the opposing fans would chant Calhoun's better. Calhoun's better. Or even when her son was, when Michael was like 10 or 11 years old, playing, he was a pitcher in Little League. And there was one time where a parent was standing behind the backstop and like commenting to Michael as a 10 year old as he was pitching because Hmm. he was Gino's son. So, what was that experience like (laughs) for you, whether it was in football or other sports when when the kids were little? I mean, we called ourselves when our daughter played soccer, Switzerland. Yep. Well, the parents in Avon are very intense. I'm sure you experience it too. So we tended to kind of sit by ourselves because we really wanted to just enjoy the game. And we didn't want to hear all the parent comments about what was go- the coaching that was going on, you know, how somebody was playing, how it could, the game could be better. So we tended to sit alone. We did. Um, when they were younger, I, I pretty much coached them in, in everything from football to Little League basketball to Sydney soccer and such so I was the when I coached I, I I would get all the parents together and players together and I would say before the season started I said listen there's two things we're going to do we're going to have fun and we're going to learn fundamentals I said we may not win all the time I said if you want your kid to be on a team that's going to try and go undefeated you may want to go somewhere else I'm not I'm saying we're not we'll try and win but it's going to be fun and fundamentals. Everybody's going to play different positions. We're going to move around, and we're all going to learn everything together. And we didn't win a ton uh, of things. Some things we did, some things we didn't. So from the coaching aspect, I was always involved that way and, and certainly wasn't going to listen to any gruff from anybody about that. I remember, though, the one time we were in Switzerland, Sydney soccer team won the state cup one year, so they were this is a U eleven. It was like a travel they, soccer yeah, team. They, yeah, they were they were a good team. She was a goalie, and with the soccer, with the coaches and the players being on one side and all the parents on the other. Again, we'd kind of sit. We wouldn't say anything. We would just cheer for the, the kids and stuff. And, and a lot of parents in Avon thought their kids were going to be Mia Hamm. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the parents felt that they were had had they between them and Pele as who was better. <laughs> uh, so there was there was one there was and we'd sat and we'd listen to them and they'd be coaching from the side you know their kid Kids. and you know he just listening just okay okay and then one time I just some guy tried to coach my kid from behind the goal from behind the goal tried to coach Sydney and I said okay I came back <laughs> over and I made sure I said it loud enough for everybody to hear I said dude I said if you talk to my daughter again while she's playing. I said, it's going to end poorly for you. I said, she has a coach over there. Let him coach her. I'm not coaching her. Nobody else is coaching her. You're not going to coach her. Shut your mouth if it's about my daughter. You want to coach somebody else's kid if they want to let it? That's fine. Don't speak to my daughter again. And then we just sat there and everybody just kind of looked around. And he didn't talk to her anymore, you know. And, uh, but I just, every now, I remember my dad doing that one time when we were playing in little league and this is kind of where I, where I learned my dad was a great coach for kids. And, and we were playing a game where, where we were in the field. So the other team's head coach was a first base coach was the first base coach. And there was a popped up to our first baseman and the coach, a dad actually like yelled at the kid when he was trying to catch the ball, Mm -hmm. 11 year old. And the kid dropped it. And you know, we were like, what the hell? So we finished the inning, and we, we went to the dugout, and his team was going to come out. My dad walked out on the, on the diamond. He got the guy, and he said, you know, just come with me. My dad put his arm around him and just walked towards center field. And it just looked like they were having a conversation. 
And I said, you know, later on, I said, what happened? He said, I told him if he ever says a word to any of my players again, I will drop him and embarrass him right there in front of everybody. <laughs> and he said, what you didn't know is when I had my arm around his neck kind of walking, I was squeezing it very, very hard <laughs> for him to get the message. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, but that, that he told me, he said, you guys are going to love the experience of your kids playing sports, which I'm sure you guys do. He said, the, the people that ruin it will be the parents. Yeah. He said, they will be the parents. So I'm sure you guys are seeing some of that now, especially you. I mean. I think you and I probably have a slightly different experience coaching our kids. Because I did the same thing coaching my daughter's basketball team. As I told, first day, told the parents in the meeting, we are going to lose games because I'm going to teach your kids how to play man-to-man. -man. Right. Not, everybody else is going to sit in his zone because kids this age can't make a shot outside right. of three feet. Right. But that's not what our kids need to learn. They need to learn how to play man-to-man. -man. And so we would. We would lose games because of that. But parents, I think, because of my background with basketball, don't complain to me. I would imagine parents didn't complain to you if you were coaching your kids with football because they would look like a fool if they did. I think right. every other coach in youth sports is going to get second-guessed. Yeah. Right. The, the key is maybe not complaining to you, but they're complaining. They're complaining, yeah, they're complaining to somebody. To somebody else. But you know, no I guess my thought is they want to complain to somebody else. That's fine as long as... Not so much me. The kids don't have to hear it. Right. So I could see that in your case. You're right. I mean, what are they? What that would be my thought. What are they going to say to but you? But the parent you know? mob mentality bothered always bothered me. Yeah. A, a person's volunteering their time and spending time with your kids, and you're over on the other sideline undermining them or talking amongst yourselves about how it could be better. And I said to one parent, "There's room for another coach if you want." I mean, I had a few incidents with parents where I spoke my piece because. <laughs> I got tired of hearing them just like you stepped put out down of the coaches. For a I minute. did. I did. She did. She got told to go back to the kitchen. She one time. That was the guy. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, that and was then, in Simsbury football. And mm -hmm. then in high, high school football. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So what did you say that? <laughs> I said to him he was just chirping away at how those kids should be coached, and his son was on the team and everything. And I said, look, if you think you can do better, you should go over and volunteer your time. And he just started, you know, yelling at me in the middle of the field. Go back to the kitchen. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Were he, you there? No. no. Oh, how great would yeah. that have been if yeah. like five yeah. minutes later? Just a real well, so Shouldn't need no help. <laughs> so when when the boys got to high school, I I went to Northwest Catholic and, and played ball. The coach there, and and I told him, I said, listen, I am not going to impart anything. I am not going to step in. I'll, you know, when I work the boys out in the summer, I'll go over stuff with them. But when they're with you, they're with you. And he said, well, how about if I can bring you on to help everyone? I said, if you ask me to come in and help all the kids, I said, that's fine. Other than that, I didn't say a word. You know, I, we sat in the stands and, you know, we just watched them play. I, I didn't yell from the stands, coach from the stands. But man, who, who did you nail in the stands? At? There was oh, a father man. in the stands and there was a, a really short kid that played on the team. And he was a, a year older than our boys. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and he started making comments like, oh, get that, that kid off the field. This was in high school. He's losing the it. game for I'm us, yelling blah, blah, blah. One of your own oh, yeah. parents of a teammate. Yeah. And I just laid into him. I said, why are you here? <clears throat> why are you sitting next to me? Like, I was sitting right next yeah. to her for this yeah. one. Right next to her, and I'm like, pfft. I ain't saying a damn thing. Yeah. She doesn't need my help. And apparently, I, I had no idea. I knew he was a dad, but I didn't know his stature. And apparently, he's he was a pretty big muckety-muck with some company. And pa parents later were like, thank you so much for doing that. Do you know who that guy is? I'm like, no. He was just an obnoxious was parent yeah. who was being a jerk. I just don't have, I mean, I've done it pretty much on yeah. every level. When yeah, you he played have. in the pros, I yeah. got in a fight with somebody in the stands for talking bad about a teammate, you know, like, because family's there. It was never about me. No. It wasn't nobody no. talking. <laughs> you're, you're hot. Golic stinks. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. he's not playing well today. But don't guy, talk about his don't teammate. Don't talk about his teammate. Yeah. She told some. Oh, was oh, that in Philadelphia? That was oh, in Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. Was it another family member? It was a fan. It was just a, fan a fan sitting in the family section, section, though. And there was just family around, and it was just, it was completely unnecessary. And I started out with, like, dude, you need to calm down. This is this like the, the family. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then it got then she started. She yeah. started roping her pretty good with some pretty good language, language. and he said, you need a, you know, a bar of soap in your mouth. She said, I'll stick the bar, bar of soap, soap. Yeah, yeah. somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Philly oh, yeah. kind of rubbed that off was on Philly, you know. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think it was missing. This doesn't sound yeah. like an Eagles yeah. game at Veterans Station. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> the only thing is we it was just the another Sunday. We're the 700 level. No, yeah, no. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just hard to listen to parents do that. Like, and I, I, we've talked about it since our kids are grown up and we yeah. talk about a few parents that stand out who really, you know, were misbehaved. And we said, we wonder if they look back now and realize what they did and like that it didn't benefit their kids yeah. or if they're just so far gone that they don't even like they can still justify that, you know, right. that that went on. But well, it's, it's interesting because you have that parent, but then you also have what you were talking about, where parents well-meaning are coaching their kids from the sideline. But I've realized there are so many voices so like many. The, the kids. kids are... Right. They have a hard enough time listening to just what the simple things the coach is right. telling mm-hmm. them when there's. When there's a million sounds coming from the sideline, they just hear the to... Charlie Brown teacher yes. voice. That's exactly you right. You hit a baseball, and the coach is yelling, you know, take two, and then they're yelling at the kid on third to, to run home, and, and the other coach is yelling at the kid to, you know, where to throw it. It's tough. You hope they could pick out your voice, you know, your coaching voice, because in a basketball with that close proximity and the echo, you know, that's got to be tough if parents are yelling at their kids from the from the side to, to for them to be able to pick up your voice, because yeah. that is tough, because parents can't help themselves at, at, at times so right it, and i think parents put a lot of pressure on kids now yeah. to like excel at it and like i mean having you around is probably a blessing and a curse because parents probably look at it and it's like look rebecca's from connecticut she did this look yep. you can do this and well that's a good thing i some kid i mean that's a real long shot for most kids so steven i've talked about this too and i've talked about this with other parents like i, I want to get a a PhD student at some university to do a study because I truly believe there's a diagnosable mental illness that parents have when it comes to watching their own child oh, play. Oh yeah. Like I don't think that we have it. Like when I when I, when I watch That's part of the illness. Yeah. <laughs> when I watched our son played on a travel soccer team this last year, and when I was watching him, I was like, he's in the bottom third of kids on this team. I can see that. I have eyes. I I can understand enough about soccer to know that he's not one of the best players on this team. I see that. I think when I watch my kids play, more often than not, I'm like, oh, I wish she was a little better at basketball and doing these things. Whereas you'll see other parents and, and... it's like they truly believe that their child can be the next Mia Hamm. Right, yep. we're talking right, about. right. And it, it's a weird disconnect that people who are normally pretty practical right. and smart right. when it comes to their kids in sports lose completely. Lose they do. And there's that. a fine line. I think, like, as a parent, if your kids have dreams like that, as long as it's their dream, you kind of want to nurture that dream. Right. But at the same point, you as a parent have to be realistic about maybe where they're at without squelching their dream. Because, you know, that's what makes it fun is, like, to chase the dream. and. Right. But there's kind of a fine line there. And I, I mean, even with you, like with our kids, I'd ask along the way, are you sure that they're as good yeah, as they need to be? I was and, the same way as you. Yeah. I, I I, always felt I had the ability to read, not only my kids, but I could watch a kid and kind of figure, you know, but then the next year that kid may change. Right. right. You know, that's right. the thing. You're, when you're at that younger age where their whole, you know, body may change and they may be in a different position from a football sense and may work there. But I always felt I was pretty good at that as well, saying, okay, yeah, I think this is where they are. This is where this is they their can be. This and, is their weaknesses. Yeah, can, yeah. They, can they go this far and, and that? Yeah, so kind of read that. But, you know, the the most different thing now, I think, and you would know more than I know because our kids are older, is our kids played all sport. Yeah, it, we're, we're lucky. Our, our kids like to play a different sport every season, so we encourage that. Have they gotten and pressure from any coach? Like in They a- haven't yet because we've had really good coaches who – own kids um, do a variety of sports. Okay. Oh, they okay. understand. All right, it's it's the springtime, so our kids are playing softball, but they might miss a practice here or there because right. they're also playing basketball. So we've had really good experiences. Right. Um, they're going to be so way far behind with that. Our son will be way behind the kids who are in a batting cage all winter when he comes to play baseball in the spring. But that's fine. So right. What? So right. What, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, let me ask you this because you talked about the, the boys at Northwest Catholic. Did you ever have to handle a situation where your child, your son was being taught to do something that you thought was incorrect technique? Like, how did you handle, all right, that's, they're trying to teach them to do this thing, but I don't think this is the way they should do it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't do it on the field. I I never did it on the field when they got home. And and quite honestly, because I had them from, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade on or whenever they started playing of, of technique, so... They kind of were, and they were, the one thing they were really good at was technique, because that's the one thing my dad hammered home with me, and I made sure because you can you can not be as good an athlete as someone, but if you have better technique at a young age, you're going to beat them, just on technique alone, you can do it. 
So I was real heavy into that. Oh yeah, I would, because I love practices. I'd go sit for hours and watch my daughter swim, or swim practice. I just loved watching practice. So I'd go watch the boys at football practice. And oh yeah, if I noticed something, when they got home, I'd say, listen, you know, they're telling you to do this, but this is going to work a little better. And, you know, we had the games, I had them taped to help make their, their videos for college. Mm-hmm. But along with that is, you know, Sunday morning was come on down in the basement and we were going to watch tape, you know, and we were going to go over stuff as well. So, but yeah, if I thought something was way wrong to where I thought I needed to say something, I would never do it there in front of that coach. I always would wait till they, they got home. I've had the fun experience with my oldest daughter who was in sixth or seventh grade and she was working on something in the driveway and I was saying, you know, since you're a big player, you know, this was taught to you as if you're a guard. If you're a big player, you have to do it this way. And she just kept coming back at me and saying, no, that's not what Coach D told you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So she was, she would wanted to listen to him. Yeah. yeah. Which and are something good about that. But then at some point the, the kid needs to realize. That sounds like a mother okay. daughter thing yeah. though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's your response exactly. to her about Coach D was. He's a 5'8 orthodontist. Yes, listen, exactly. Listen, listen, <laughs> wouldn't it be great with me? Here, come downstairs. You yeah. see all that back yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> see those jerseys I mean, yeah. and trophies? Me, Coach D. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's a great guy. Yeah, but, great guy. Yeah. 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 You yeah. try to fix teeth. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Don't go into each other's area, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Delusion that I love. And I try to sit far apart from the crowd at games as well, particularly basketball games. But I was sitting next to a parent from our opponent on Sunday night. And he was, he was great. He was just talking to the guy next to him, not – so the refs could hear, but everything was, that was a travel, you know, uh, that was a double dribble over there, you know, oh, that's, that's a foul. And I noticed it was only against our team. Yeah. <laughs> Their kids were doing the exact, exact same, same things. Thing. And if you were going to be you know, really objective about this, you might, you might mention when your kid had traveled and, and they never did. They never There's did no that. objectivity no. there. We had a ref in one of our uh, kids games this weekend who we know, and he, he works as a custodian at the school and he had ref games in Manchester in the morning, came over to ref four back-to-back-to-back-to-back mm-hmm. games that uh, night, and then was taking down the chairs, you know, after, oh. the, after, the, after the game. Right. To get, so school for school on Monday, it's, it becomes it's the gym cafetorium. And I said to Rebecca, if you ever get the impulse to criticize a ref or say something to a ref, rem- you have to remember. You know, what, Look what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday night, Re- Re- Rebecca lit into the ref for the first time. <laughs> so that, I, didn't, forgotten I, didn't, that I did not before. light into the ref. For the first time, I've been coaching, this is my seventh year coaching, and like from second grade on, right. it's the first time I've ever said anything to an official, and I immediately was horrified that I had to, <laughs> but it was near the end of a game, it's a close game, one of my kids is coming down, and literally gets thrown out of bounds, and the ref blows his whistle, and like you can see that like the mechanics in his brain working, and all, and all of a sudden he says, blue ball the other way, and I just yelled, that's got to either be a foul or our ball. The only two options are it's a foul or our ball. And he just looked at me and he kept, you know, so he right. gave the ball to Blue. Game ends a little bit. I immediately went over to him. And right, I said, right, I said, right. I'm sorry. Right. I've never done that before. And this is our Catholic League. So these refs right. have been with us forever. And at, at, the other ref comes over to me. He says, if I saw a foul, I would have called it. I said, I know. I know if you'd seen it, you would have called right. it. And he said, I've never heard you say anything to yeah. us before, which made me feel good. But then right, I then right. had to say to him, and you never will again. I'm yeah, so sorry yeah. that right. that happened. But it can but get uh, you. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that. Sure. I'm not going to sit here and never say I got worked up. I, I absolutely did at times. And, and what would it be in football? Uh, um, well, I mean, to get on sport. No, I never got that. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, there was the only time it really got heated to me was when the other coaches were trying to tell my kids where to line up, and I was just like, dude. I mean. I, I, I've done this, okay, yeah. I, I know I know where they're supposed to line up, and they were trying to tell the official they couldn't line up here, and I'm like, ah. We were actually all on the field, and at one point, this was during the game, The co- their coaches were out, I was out, and the ref were all kind of yelling at one another, and I started to realize, we're doing this in front of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this, this needs to now stop, and I just said, Mike, line up where they want you to line up, and I just walked off, you know, and then when Mike came over to sign I said, man, you line up there again, I said, kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> But but it is you have that realization of like okay all right I don't need to be doing this yeah. you know anymore and uh, there 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 have been a couple of of bad decisions by me Jake when he got when he got knocked out and uh, uh, yeah. yeah putting him back that in was the in game. high school yeah he he got he got hit really hard and got up and was kind of 
He was woozy. And this was before we really got aware about concussions and whatnot. It was right on the cusp of when it was all going to start. And my maternal instinct, I was in the stands and I was like, okay, this isn't good. And so he went down to, because there was the ambulance there and they took him over there to evaluate him. And I just kind of stayed in the stands and let him handle it. And all of a sudden they come walking back and Jake's going back in the game. And I'm thinking... You know, you just have yeah. that maternal thing going where you're like that. He probably it's a bad go. move. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he got stung pretty good where he said for a minute he, he was out. Out, yeah. You know, and, and we usually don't move if a kid's – our kids, you know, you play long enough, you know, someone's going to get hurt. But right. it's not like we don't run we down don't there. We don't rush down there, But yeah. when they took him to the other side to the ambulance, I'm like, okay. He's like, I'll I'm go gonna walk go over walk there and there. And I walked around to the ambulance, and they wanted to take him to the hospital. And Jake's like, I won't go to the hospital. I feel fine. And I'm like, all right, he's not going to go to the hospital. So you had to sign this to go. Yeah. So now we're walking back to the sideline, and I'm walking me, Jake, and the athletic director. And Jake's like, I feel fine. You know, I want to go back in the game. And, of course, I should have said, Jake, you're not going back, back in, in the, the game. game. I'm like, oh, you sure you feel okay? He's like, yeah, I feel fine. I'm like, all right. You know, what? AT's like, you, it's your call. You know, yeah. if you want him to go back in the right. game. That was one they kind of deferred to me on. Even when we got back over to the coach, the coach was like, that's your call. Right? Because they wanted him back in the game. I said, you know, and here's how bad it was. The kid gets stung in the head, and I'm like, just throw him out routes on the sideline so he can get out of bounds and not get hit. Yeah, I mean. What the hell am I thinking? I mean. See, and this is a guy who should know better, you know? The two options were go to the hospital or get back in the game. Exactly right. It was, was, and the more I thought about it after, I'm like, what did I do? And he went out and he caught some balls by the sideline, and he'd go out of bounds and never really took another hit, but that's beside the point. Point, It was just a ridiculously dumb move. So what was the car ride home like after that game? Well, I mean, I didn't realize it right then in in that particular moment. It was just like, because he he felt fine, and, and so... It's like anything else. It, it goes with the head injury now. You were, as athletes, you blow a knee out, you know what you did. You dislocate an elbow, you know what you did. You get stung in the head, and then you say, you're all right. You don't think much of it because you don't see anything bad happening. You don't, you don't see any outward pain. So I didn't think much of it because he was fine. He was acting fine and, w- and was all right. It was, you know, later on, you know, you just start thinking. The more and more you think about it, you go, man, that was just a dumb, dumb move. But, it's just not worth it, you know. No, it just, just wasn't. It wasn't worth it yeah. at all. So. But you, you, when you're caught up in a game, right? Yeah, right. You, you'll say something to a, you know, and like I said, that's the only time you did it. That's that's pretty impressive, you know. Yeah. That, that's the only so time far. you did it so far. So yeah, far, yeah. And, and, a lot and, more coaching to yeah. go, huh? Yeah. And 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 going over and immediately apologizing, and, and the ref saying it was so unlike you, Rebecca. right? It's not it's not the kind of classic Billy Martin, Earl Weaver tantrum sure. that you, right? They know in the future now that you know. Your bark is worse than your bite. But but when you when you after you apologize and all was cool right before you walked away, did you still say you missed the call? <laughs> <laughs> because we had one. So uh, yeah. Did you get the next call? Yeah. <laughs> the makeup call, huh? No if I was a ref, I'd be like, Rebecca's yelling about that. She must be right about it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Some of the aunts in baseball are 13 years old. Yeah. And, and parents still will give them. They do. It's unreal. They do. It's unreal. It is. It is a shame. Yeah. A right. mom drops the kid off and picks the kid up after yeah. the game and during the game. He gets destroyed. Start, start, yeah. yeah. Do you get higher expectations on you because you coach kids that they that parents think for their kids? I think a little bit. I had um I had a parent tell me that uh, that her her son told his older brother, her son who was in fourth grade, told his older brother, we're going to have a better record than you this year because Rebecca Lobo is my coach. coach. Yeah. And I said to her mom, I said. Hasn't he seen, like, the rest of the kids? <laughs> 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 I'm going to be pretty happy right. if we have a handful of wins. Right. So. Yeah. And I bet coach, other coaches have to be intimidated. Well, I have had people, a coach will say to me after they've beaten my fourth grade girls team, you know, right. I can't believe I just beat yeah. Rebecca Lobo. And I'll say to them, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. yeah. Fourth graders just beat my fourth grade. If you want to go do yeah. a little one-on-one yeah. now, we'll have a little different outcome. But yeah. I'm taking a look. I'm assuming those are Lee jeans that you're wearing. They are Lee jeans, yes. <laughs> have, we, have we found the stocking yet that's big enough to put? I saw your tweet, yeah, about the the stocking stuffer. Oh, yeah. Hashtag ad. I didn't didn't write the material. I can change it somewhat. When I saw the stocking stuffer, I thought, well, maybe if you roll them up. You know, it's it's amazing that you put it, that you you do something. You have a deal like that. So you you use Twitter and you put ad on it. The vitriol, people come back at me. Don't you make enough money? Oh, this is cheesy. I'm unfollowing you. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's your choice to fall. I but always I'm a, laugh because you could scroll right past. I'm, it, I'm why does it affect so you? So I, I happen to read a, uh, a tweet from Kirk Herbstreet. Uh-huh. It was something for a, a product of beer or something at a contest. So he did his tweet about it. And I thought, I wonder if it happens to him. And I went on his and people just destroying <laughs> him. I'm like, 
you people are unbelievable. You know, I mean, this is what sets you off right. that, you know, we, we have a couple of ads out there, but uh, they are very comfortable the, jeans. The one, thing, <laughs> the one thing that you guys have to look forward to is social media when your kids oh, are God. old enough. Oh. Um, well, no, I mean, people criticizing your kids. Right. That's where it gets really dicey for me. And I had a really hard time in college with it. She did. And Twitter was in its infancy then. And man, people, even people who are fans of your own team are just brutal to your kids. And that's the hardest thing to take. Like, come at him or come at me. Yeah. That's cool. And would they would they oh. at reply your child so that your child would see it? When my kids were at Notre Dame, <clears throat> when my boys were playing, somebody, my Twitter handle's at NDMom. Mm-hmm. Somebody made up a Twitter, uh, what was it called, fake ND oh, mom, yeah. and constantly badgered me, constantly badgered my kids. Anything at time that I would tweet about being at a football game or something, just, and would at tweet Brian Kelly with the tweets and just, just were brutal. And I, I never understood it because like our kids from the beginning wanted to go to Notre Dame. I mean, growing up in Connecticut and wearing their blue and gold and everything. And it was the Notre Dame fans, a lot of the Notre Dame fans who, just attacked my kids. Cannibalizing yeah. their own. It was it was amazing. It was unreal. And and we had to tell her more than a few times, don't just, hit sand. Yeah. And, and the boys would say, Ma, it, it, it's it, not worth it's it. It's not worth it. You know, it'll come back to us too much in, sometime in the locker room. So just let it go. But it was hard. It it's was hard. hard on her. You know, it was hard. It was definitely hard on Were her. Were they just as bad with Sydney? Because I would think boys no. might be able to handle it no, better. No, it was than it girls was the would. football. Yeah, it was the Notre Dame swimming football. is not on the radar. Yeah, so right. but it was Notre Dame, Notre football. Dame football. And if like Mikey would jump off sides, just got attacked like on Twitter, and instantly. I was like, yes. And I mean, instantly, instantly like nobody else would made a, made mistake. a mistake, right? And Mike was the only one, or Jake, or you know, Jake got her lot, didn't play, so he get ripped for all. Oh, why is he even there? And just just mean stuff. And I mean, your head tells you, okay, it comes with the territory with him and with the boys where they are and everything. But your heart, you Man, know. Man, when it's, it's your kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When it's your kid and the mom, she. So that. that there was, was some tough, tough times I was re- for her. I, there was a little bit of relief when they were gone from Notre Dame. Yeah, which is a shame. Like, yeah. Which that's a shame yeah. because it was their dream to want to go there. And uh, So that, when Jake was at Cincinnati, was it, it was, kind of nice? It, it, yes. Yeah. Um, it was definitely different just because Cincinnati, the whole dynamic of their football team is different than at Notre Dame. Plus, but. you know, it was a fifth year where you're just going you're for right. the football season. Then he was going to get ready for the draft. So you never really bond. bonded with the school. You know, he's, per se. you know, you were there to play football. You were there to play football. And everybody knows no, so, fifth yeah. year guys, when you go somewhere to play, you're there to play football. You're there to play basketball. You're there just to do that, get the more reps and then go on to the next level. So it's a lot different. And even if you're not looking at the Twitter feed, even when you were playing in the WNBA bag, you didn't have to see it. Your parents, somebody would tell your parents, somebody would tell, they wanted people, well-meaning people, wanted to make sure you knew this terrible thing that somebody yeah, had said right, or written right. about you. It's uncanny. Or you'd be sitting in the stands and they wouldn't necessarily know who you are and you'd hear it and or you'd hear them talk about somebody's friend. And it was just, it just there's something. That's the no. part that will get to me. Yes. I haven't had that happen yet yes. with my kids where somebody You're, says right. something negative like they, Steve's heard at AAU games, oh, that's Rebecca Lobo's daughter or whatever. Right. But we haven't yet heard somebody saying something to them or something really negative about, about them. them. Good yeah. luck holding back then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. Was... I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be in Switzerland. No, well, it, she, it's like, tough. Well, yeah. when they were all, yeah, she, yeah. she, yeah, she. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was, it, was, it, it wasn't like, great. You're like, your head tells you, okay, you know you you can't do this. You know you're bad. Yeah, these are just this, troll but, idiots, yeah, you know, yeah. but, but boy, but boy, when it's your kid, man. Yeah. There's a few people that I actually looked oh. at their Twitter and just people who harassed me, looked at their Twitter, found pictures of them, have those pictures on my phone, oh, yeah. and I'm waiting to see them at Notre oh, yeah. Dame. Like I told you, I don't need to help. One guy came at me one her. day and I'm like, I know exactly who you are. And he's like, what are you talking about? This and is I'm, in person? No, this was on oh. Twitter. And this was just like about six months ago or something and, and came at me about something. I said, I know who you are. You're one of those guys that harassed me the whole time my kids were there. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Took a, sent him his own picture. I said, I know who you are. And I, I said, I, I'm going to throw it out there and let like all Notre Dame people know how horrible of a person you are. And I mean, this is like an old guy. And But man, I have a long memory when it comes to what people do. And I wait for that moment. I like live for those moments where I'm like, I know who you are and you're the biggest jerk in the world. Have you had any in-person 
times since then where you've recognized someone from one no, of the pictures? That no, no, I keep waiting. But, but ninety-nine percent of these people would never say anything in person. Right. Exactly. Well, right. that's what I'm waiting for them to come up and ask to get a picture with him. Because that's how stupid some she, of these she, people are. She won't go up and initiate with anybody. She, she, if she sees someone in Notre Dame who did this, she won't go up and blast them. But if all of a sudden they come up and try and be, oh, oh hey, yeah, can yeah, I get yeah, a picture yeah. of hey, with, and try and say something nice, no. I'm just going to say, dude, yeah, I'll see you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just going to take off on yeah. it. So. But, I mean, Twitter has good points, too. Like, sure. I've made friends with people sure, from Twitter. Right. and But, yeah, there's that, that side where people get those those Twitter muscles and they just say whatever they want to say. And yeah. There's also that weird thing where the angrier they are at you, the more they want to meet you and have a picture with you. Yes. And, you know, it's like it's they're flattered that you've responded. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, I didn't know you would respond. And they change that. their tune then. Right away. Sure. Then like they a lot of times if you call them on it, they'll, they'll back down. Oh, I was just joking around. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I had I learned a lesson. I was calling a game in Delaware. It was when Elena Deladon was playing. And, right. Uh, it was a tournament game, and I tweeted something about the Delaware coach, and this person came back at me just with vitriol. How dare you say that coach is any good? And I responded one time, and they just attacked me, attacked right. me. And then at the game, I met the person, and it was like a 14 or 15 year old kid. Seriously? No. And really? I just looked, and I said, you know, I'm glad I didn't respond after the right. initial one. This right. Was a, a young wow. Girl. Right. Whatever's happening in her house, this right. was what she felt was okay to, to tweet. So right. Because I, I find myself doing, every now and then I'll just get a point, I'll just start answering someone, and then we start going back and forth, and I'm just like, I got to stop. Is, is a lot of times that's what they want. Like, it's just like when you're playing. It's, it's tougher for you in basketball because of the proximity. When you get someone chirping, all they want for you is turn response, around and acknowledge yeah. them. Yeah. You know, we get yelled at a football field. It's like the one thing we always say, don't turn around and acknowledge them. You know, don't, don't. Because then they're like, oh, they acknowledge me. And then they feel like they've won. You know, and that's got to be, I always say basketball has got to be the hardest because especially for you guys when you're winning all the time and you're on the road if people are chirping at you guys not to respond i'd have a tough time first i just envision you when you do get on those back and forth of twitter that you're actually sitting in the massage chair <laughs> <laughs> gotta be comfortable our one son jake if somebody says something about somebody in our family he is relentless he will go at that person until they block him or they delete their well, twitter jake had the great tweet after the announcement. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's still being like seen in papers across. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like who's running the ESPN and had the dogs on the computer. computer yeah. And not we too, have no idea what not we're too doing. Long, and they were, they were ticked at that. But almost right after that is when there were anonymous quotes about behind the scenes of our show and stuff like that. And I remember talking to the, to the, to the bigwigs at ESPN and they were, you know, a little upset at what Jake did. And I said, you know what? At least you know who did it. I said, you want to be upset, be upset at the people who are anonymously quoting stuff about our show. I said, you know where to find my son. I said, he put his name to it. I said, now, should he have gone that far? Probably <laughs> not. I said, but at least yeah. he put his name to it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, Jake is. He's oh, just, I mean, he had some guy in, man. in um, I think it was like Kentucky who was coming at him. And this was a number of years ago. He looked the guy up, found out where he lived and like sent him a map of like, sent him a picture of the map of like where he lives. He's like, I know where you are, dude. I know oh, yeah. who you are and I know where you live. Like, oh yeah. And oh, another yeah. guy. And it's, and it's normally so when Jake's, Got your personality. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jake and, and I are exactly and, the same. And it's, yes. when, and, it's yes. when, and it's when someone goes after somebody else, yeah, not right. him. Right. Like, like Sydney sister. or something. But there have been times, I'm not going to lie, I told her, actually, someone will say something about Sid pretty negative, and I'll just text Jake, Jake, look at Sid's thing. Yeah. And I'll say, he, he, I'll say like, go the get him. Yeah. And I mean, one of Jake's best <laughs> lines, he's just ripping this guy, and he said, I just rented a one-bedroom apartment in your mansion, and I am I'm not leaving. Yes. Oh, my God. He's really good at it. Yeah. I wish he wrote that well in school. Cool. We keep saying, he, he'll say us like descriptive things in text or a tweeting. And we're like, where was this in high yeah. school? Like, where did, where was this beautiful you got writing? Yeah. Awful progress reports. Course, and now yeah. you're writing, you know, like Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Pity the fool who has to ask Jake, Mike Jr. and Mike for Sydney's hand. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a brave guy. Yeah. yeah. Either that or a big old lineman who can yeah. handle himself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we talked about the Lee jeans. I'm surprised neither of you are wearing anything Notre Dame. I was t telling Steve earlier. I meant to. I, I, was, I was telling I Steve earlier. I said, I think the first time that I met the two of you, 
because of course I knew who you were, but I think the first time I met you was I'd brought my dad to the doctor's office for, oh, right. his, That's for right. his colonoscopy. Right. And you and were I'm, getting one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm waiting for my dad. I'm in the waiting room. And all of a sudden the two of you walk into the doctor's That's office. Right. And I said to Steve, I said, I didn't know what the etiquette was. Like, I know Mike's in there for a colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I look up and say hello. And to make matters worse, the night before... The Notre Dame women had beaten the UConn women's basketball team. That's probably why you're in your sweatshirt on, right? Yeah. He he walked in. I think he was in full sweatshirt. I think so too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like he's walking in swish swish. Uh huh. And um. And so I look up, but don't say anything. And, and Chris, I think you came over and yeah. said hello. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that was when the nurse um, came out to bring you in, saw your sweatshirt, and she looked at me and said, don't worry, I'm using the square knee. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's right. But it, was, it was a weird, like, what is exactly the doctor? The etiquette is a colonoscopy, yeah. huh? Yeah. There's patient-patient confidentiality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I never saw like you a, there, a right? A jar of, you know, green Food. liquid or something. <laughs> <laughs> you stare out clear, of huh? you look away. You don't talk about when you get out of there. I, I just like that we've established, I think women in general, thoughtful, gift givers, fierce, stick up for their families. Some men can change air filters. Some can write. We didn't even get to the air filters. I still don't know how you haven't changed an air filter in the house. Are you having trouble breathing in this house? Airborne spores can be deadly. (laughs) Okay. Well, Mike, let me ask you this. His car for the past... Five or six months, the lights on that it needs service. What are you doing? Well, the, the the car, I got new, and it hasn't been serviced since I got it. So I, I signed up to get it serviced tomorrow morning, and it said your mileage is one hundred and thirty-eight miles. So I had to change that to no, it's nine thousand whatever miles. So I'm getting my ten thousand mile checkup, four thousand miles. Check-up. But but you you you've had an oil change, all right? Well, you have an oil change in, in... But isn't your first one, don't you go longer? No. No, you go shorter. No, you oh, go sh- yeah, oh. That's what I thought. Okay. No. I also don't like deadlines, 5,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like paying a lot for cars that... that <laughs> get, get I do not pay a lot for this Nailed because... Uh, of, so I, I can't believe you haven't changed a filter in, in on your handler. I haven't changed the air filter in the car? He doesn't know what a handler is. Can, do you change your own oil? Do you know how to change no. your oil? Uh, no, no. I, I did it once with my dad. I, I that That's something, I, if I really want, Jake could. Jake, uh, my son Jake could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake is our, our kind of our hands-on guy. Um, if I had to, I probably could. Like, I've taught them all, except for Sydney, I need to, how to change a tire uh, if they need to, even though, you know, we have AAA and stuff. Right. But I want them to know. Um, but I taught them all, again, the three things, the shut off the water, in your place, know where your fuse box is, and change your air filters. So I made sure they kind of know that kind of stuff. Um, well, can you show us? Can you show Steve those three things? Yeah, you know the handler. You know, you know that room where the where the big all the all the equipment I don't know where the is. Goes. Do you really? I do. Well, how big's your filter? Do you know what the filter looks oh, God, like? No, I, I, I wouldn't. If I went to the hardware store, I wouldn't know which filters to get or anything. I know it's a big square. It's but yeah, it's different sizes. Yeah. yeah. Some are thicker than like yeah, it depends on. I'll, I'll take we'll take I a look when at he's it. Retired, he needs to do like a home service out in Arizona where he just goes to people's houses who are away and does their air filters. I love and, changing filters. Oh, that's great. Awesome. I'd watch this on HGTV. My goal is the filter man. Yeah. Unsolicited. You just yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was horrified when I heard you didn't change a filter. Horrified. He was, he was worried at, for at the airborne family. spores yeah. that may be in the house. It may explain a lot about me now. Mm-hmm. The, the airborne spores. You're not allergic to the dog. You're allergic to our. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. I got what if we, we find out, like, clean filters, like, solves his problem? Well, well how about yeah. that? Uh, it's going to be really interesting when we go in there and see exactly. Now, but you said that you it had a service, changed, so right? it probably got changed. Yeah. How long ago was that? The service? Oh, it was, within, it was maybe a month ago. Oh, oh so you should, you should be yeah. good then. You should be good for another three weeks, he's saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look at it, though. Well, when, so this means we'll have you back again when? How, when do we need this? Yeah. Well, I have to look at the filter. If it's one of those flat-type filters every three months, if it's a little thicker, like I'll look. I'll know. It could be six months. He was ready so. for a show tomorrow to take your filter in yeah. if it had not been changed. And just like a, do a public service announcement. Yeah. Everybody I go check your I saved their filters. life, you know? See, the beautiful thing on your phones now is I have on my phone here uh, marked off when I changed filters and when the next one should change. It's his. It's his thing. I'm, I've got religion. I'm. I'm changing the every <laughs> three to six months from now on. You know what? For your Christmas gift to me, promise me that every three months you will change our filter. That's a thoughtful gift. It's gifts giving me. Yes. Greater, you're literally and literally Yes. Like, you're yes. you're <laughs> saving your family. Is what you're doing. Well, then, then I'm doing it. 
That's my gift to you. There we go. Well, see, we saw see, that. What a guy. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. Oh, oh thanks oh, for having great. us. It was fun. You've got to get back to your massage chair. Chris has to get back and find her wedding ring to pretend that yeah. she knows where it is. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if you you really know where I that is. I do know where it is. All right. And they're going to be our guests to a basketball game next time we find some feisty parents. Well, I don't know if Mike will, but Chris is going to come Absolutely. and sit with us. Yeah, yeah. Rent sure. her out, man. Maybe, she will. The things you can maybe say, I yeah. sure can now. So yeah. Re- Rebecca, you just look up at you and look at the yeah. person you want taken well, care of. It's just like what you said of Jake. Go get him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly right. That'll be cool. <laughs> Tom, Dick, and Harry. Play us out. There's no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity to a daily test Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest Stay by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.